What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Fantasy Unleashed podcast. Josh Selway here. Just wanted to jump on, do a quick recap of uh, my FanDuel lineup that got uh, second place in the 50K Sunday Scramble single entry. Uh, Got second place out of nearly 5,900 people. This was a $10 entry, uh, $2,500 prize. Uh, The lineup here, uh, just give you the lineup off the top. Had uh, Joe Burrow, Alvin Kamara, Devin Singletary, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, Brandon Ayuk, Zach Ertz, Stephon Diggs, and the Falcons defense. So uh, off the top, I just want to use this as a reminder. I'm not a DFS player. I view DFS as a job you have to work on Sundays if you want to take it seriously and actually grind and expect to profit. You need to be totally available all day Sunday in the morning to get all the late breaking news. That's where some of the biggest edges are, depending on the Sunday, the last minute injury news. And then in the afternoon for late swap, there's all kinds of things you can monitor throughout the day. Uh, You can even export like on Excel, you can export the ownership of the contest and figure out what players are remaining uh, and the guys around you, if you're especially if you're doing a small tournament. So there's all these different things you can do throughout the day on a Sunday that you need to have uh, availability. I have two kids, reality check, I'm not going to be able to play DFS like most people, so this year I've just been keeping it really small, Uh, but this weekend I had an opportunity to put in a little bit more volume, I only put $50 in, usually I just throw together two uh, Millie maker lineups at the last minute, but this weekend just put in like 50 some dollars, a couple single entries, I knew that this was a kind of DFS slate you know, I, even though I'm not playing that seriously, I still pay attention. I listen to a bunch of DFS shows because I find the game fascinating. And I knew this was a slate that set up nicely for the type of things I like to do because, one, it had that Bills-Chiefs game, which had the game of the year tag, and that just brings in a lot of public attention, a lot of uh, ownership there. And uh, I knew that I wanted to play a game stack, uh, another game stack that wouldn't get as much ownership around that. And I liked Stinky Joe Burrow. You know, the Saints had some injuries. They no more Sean Lattimore on defense. T. Higgins was questionable going in. So uh, he ended up playing, but that didn't back me off. Jamar Chase, you had Joe Burrow wearing the Jamar Chase college jersey going in. Was that a factor? Did that encourage me more to play Jamar Chase? Yeah. I mean, I was all in already. Then I saw that and it was just wheels up. So. Uh, I knew this was my leverage game, uh, Saints, Bengals, and uh, it worked out perfectly because Joe Burrow came in in this tournament uh, sub 4%. So uh, he was $8,000 um, in this contest, and you compare that to uh, Josh Allen, who actually the winner in this tournament had uh, Patrick Mahomes, but Josh Allen was uh, $9,200 and uh, Patrick Mahomes 8600 So you know, one thing off the top of my head and I was thinking as I was building this was that it's so easy on FanDuel to get like whoever you want, especially at quarterback. It's so easy to just go to the top because 8000 for Joe Burrow and then think, oh, all I need is 600 more for Patrick Mahomes to get the game of the day. But obviously ownership plays into that. But as I say that, Mahomes was only uh, 6.7% owned. So I find that pretty wild uh, versus Josh Allen, who was, um, what, 30 35% owned. So, um, yeah, Burrow, obviously, sub 4%. That's right where you want to be. Jamar Chase was 19%. And obviously, I didn't fade this game, uh, the Bills-Chiefs game, entirely. 
Uh, I still play Devin Singletary. He was only 5,600, 5,700, excuse me. And he was like my favorite running back play on the entire slate. The Chiefs, uh, if you looked at fantasy points given up, the Chiefs gave up, haven't given up a lot of fantasy points to running back. I figured the Chiefs would be playing, you know, a lot of safe coverage, try to keep everything underneath. We saw this happen uh, earlier in the season when the Bills played the Dolphins and the Dolphins kept everything underneath and the Bills had a lot of production uh, through their running backs. And I was hoping to get get that again through Singletary at such a cheap price, even cheaper than all the chalk running backs like Eno Benjamin. He was right next to uh, Daryl Henderson and getting exposure through that game through him uh, at that price tag. I, I love that. And, you know, he only got 12.7 points, uh, but, you know, it was just enough. And then obviously Diggs, the hope there playing Diggs naked without uh, Josh Allen is just hoping that the vast majority of Josh Allen's production goes through Diggs. Knowing that the Chiefs secondary, while they may be keeping things underneath, uh, Diggs just sees obviously so much volume. And the Chiefs secondary really, uh, from a talent perspective, isn't that good right now. A lot of young players. So uh, really, I put in all these other pieces first, uh, the Bengals, Saints, bring back with Kamara, and then I just had room left uh, at the end for a stud, and I plugged Diggs in there. Uh, and I kind of viewed that too as a unique build. I knew that many people would think, well, you know, it doesn't really make sense. But having Singletary and Diggs, uh, I thought was a unique way to get exposure to this game without Josh Allen. And uh, it, it turned out to pay off. Now, the big leverage point, obviously, Brandon Ayuk comes in 5,800, 2.5% uh, owned. You know, what did he end up on the day at wide receiver? He was the wide receiver three on the day. So this lineup had the top three wide receivers. Um, Ayuk puts up 24 points, two touchdowns. So... This is where um, you know I'm I'm building these lineups and I'm looking at uh, in this below sub six k range on Fanduel. What I tend to do, what I've done every week so far, is like who's the most talented receiver in that range that I can just take a shot on playing studs around it. I mean that's really the end of the analysis right there. Period. You know there's not much to it for me because uh, for one, you know Ayuk, you know he has big play potential. This was indoors. You know 5800. And on a few of the other lineups I played, it was either Ayuk or Adam Thielen. Uh, Thielen was actually on a few of these lineups that were near the top two I saw. He was like almost 10% owned. So people were on Thielen. I like, actually, I like Thielen too for his price tag. And he did find the end zone. He was fine. Um, Thielen and then Alan Lazar was another one. So all those guys in that range uh, could have been good plays uh, for this type of build. But really the main factor for me is, oh, it come, it's as simple as looking at the slate. There's one big game that Chiefs-Bills game that's going to, you know, there's only so many of those throughout the year too, right? Like that's the biggest one, you know, that's going to draw the interest. And it's still, you know, you could have played that game and uh, still nearly won. Actually, the only reason I got second is off Josh Allen taking a knee at the end of the game. The guy uh, ahead of me lost a few points and I leaped him, got an extra $1,000. Uh, that's that's uh, kind of tough. I can't imagine if, you know, this we're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars I don't know if I could survive a sweat of that size, but now that you know I got a boost to the account, that's all I'm going to be shooting for, and that probably means I'm going to just uh, waste away all these winnings. But that's absolutely fine. Uh, you only you only live once, so I'm going to go for it now that I got uh, some cash in my account and just throw together some lineups every Sunday. A couple other ownership pieces here uh, that I just dug up from this contest. I thought what actually was going to kill me. I didn't think this lineup stood that great of a chance. Uh, honestly, even after Ayuk went off early, 
really the key leverage point, Joe rushing a touchdown. Uh, I need to mention that. That was a huge one. And that's really what gave him the number one quarterback upside was him rushing in that touchdown. If that doesn't happen, uh, even with the big play from Chase, you're not uh, – you know, you're not getting there with Joe. So, but otherwise, uh, a couple ownership tidbits here. I was going to say, I thought I was dead when Stevenson ran in that second late uh, touchdown. He was 39% owned in this contest uh, and he puts up 23 points. I didn't have him. I thought uh, he was definitely going to be like in the optimals there. And then, Eno Benjamin was 49% owned in this tournament. So I just wanted to highlight that. That's pretty insane. Obviously he busts, um, doesn't do shit tough scene for you know um otherwise i just wanted to uh apologize because as great as this dfs dfs slate was honest to god as i was going to bed last night you know i wasn't even thinking about great i won twenty five hundred dollars i put up i'm starting to put up uh some prop bets and betting sides that i like up on instagram so go follow fantasy unleashed on instagram if you're not but trying to get more and more into sports betting. Obviously, I always pay attention to it, but now I'm trying to go deep, uh, get a jump on next year when uh, it's going to be uh, fully available all season long. Uh, go, it becomes legal in Ohio in January. But I've just been trying to pay more and more attention to it this year and putting up plays over on Instagram. And the prop plays I put up, um, yeah, I think I was only like one in four. And I just, I, I want to be giving, I want to be giving some of the best ideas not just like to go bet i mean what are you gonna do put twenty dollars on this but just to help people who follow us think about the nfl better and in different ways view the games and the slates in different ways and i can tell you that going through all the prop bets and getting a feel for what was being priced in across the board on different books it does help you prepare for dfs too so i'm going to continue to do that but the plays i put up you know i wanted kelsey under receiving yards total flop um jk dobbins over 11 carries jk dobbins gets seven carries in the first quarter I'm like oh man what a lock gets hurt doesn't get another carry just you know a bad beat that's why you tend to go unders though i've been taking this more seriously from the viewpoint of trying to help listeners um i swear to god that was the last thing on my mind as i was going to bed that uh the few props that i put up sucked so i'm gonna try to do better there and um you know get some get some damn good plays out on uh on instagram or wherever you're following us on the pot or whatever going to the next week but you know just just got to be better guys just got to be better overall all right i'm gonna get back to work just want to jump on talk about that uh obviously try to sound hum- humble but the only reason i got on here was to tout myself and give myself more exposure on my dfs win but this isn't uh you know this isn't enough uh anything under 50k uh, isn't considered big. All right. We'll say 20 K. Well, come on now. 20 K 20 K is the, that's the line we're trying to cross with one of these, uh, tournaments. So hopefully we get there at some point this year, going to start entering bigger tournaments now, like I said, cause we got the bank roll up. God bless America. Let's see if we can get it. Another pod coming out in the next few days and let's get DFS pod finally on the books later this week. We'll be talking to you guys soon. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening. You. Yeah.